0: Hey there, lucky listeners. It's another episode of The Partial Historians. Join us as we talk about the history of ancient Romans, tracing it from the founding of the city all the way into the distant, distant future. I am Dr. Radnist.
1: And I am your elegant co-host, Dr. Greenfield. I feel Welcome. like that
0: was a comment
1: <laughs> on my <laughs> demeanor in <laughs> some way. I, you know, I usually just introduce myself
0: in a really low key no, no. way. So I was just trying to like, you know, do something different. Again. There's subtext. There's subtext there somewhere. <laughs> but it is a delight to see you again because you are, of course, refined, elegant Like yourself, (laughs) a whirlwind, (laughs) a A gorgeous whirlwind. We've been Um, having some sound
1: issues, guys, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to compose ourselves. Um, We've just spent the last uh, maybe two hours trying to figure out how we would even record these episodes, having left the comforts of our houses. Indeed, Um, yes. We're in a library. Having retreated to a library of (laughs) all places. Can you imagine us surrounded by books?
0: Such is our dedication that we would leave the confines of our apartments go and find a recording space elsewhere.
1: Okay. So, I mean, if the acoustics don't sound quite right, yes. um, we're not in our comfort zone right Bear now. Bear with us. Do
0: yeah. <laughs> you know what? I feel like this is perhaps a good mood to start the podcast in because ancient Rome itself at this point in time is not resting easy, is it, Dr. G? It is not in its comfort zone right now. No. Look, somebody just got killed. Yeah. And perhaps, you know, well, actually, either way you look at it, it's a violent end. <laughs> Spurious Cassius. Oh, that troublesome rogue. He's either been beaten to death with rods, (laughs) perhaps with the involvement of his father, or thrown from the Tarpeian rock. Neither of which is a good sign, guys. No. The last one is not as fun as Warner Brothers cartoons. Wouldn't have you believe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In any case, so we're picking up now our
1: narrative of... From the point of death of Spurius Cassius, yeah. however, he did die. Whether it's being thrown from the rock or being hit to death by his own father yep. um, on the orders dead. of others, he yep. is he is quite dead. But are the issues oh, but that the issues. Him to this end? Are uh, they over? Are they dead? They no. are certainly not. <laughs> and boy, are we just getting started oh, with the conflict
0: yeah. between the plebeians and the patricians? Damn straight. Fury. So tell me, what's Dionysius got to tell us these days? Because usually it's a whole lot more than Livy. <laughs> so many things. So many things. <laughs> So to to place us back in the context
1: of where we are, yeah. we're in around about um, 485 or 483 BCE, hmm. and oh, 484. What's happening oh, with you? Even you know me? there's a there's a there's <laughs> a two kidding. year discrepancy <laughs> where people agree on the dates I, or not kidding. agree. <laughs> anyway, so I give you both so yes. you can choose the one you prefer. Indeed, um, we're in the consulship of Quintus Fabius Vibulanus mm. and Servius Cornelius. Magulonensis.
0: Jesus. Yeah, well, these
1: are these are the guys who were consuls un, while Spirits Cassius exactly. being put to death. Yes, but some yep. other stuff now happens. Yeah, um, Cassius being out of the way, indeed, as it were. Yeah, um, they now move on to not carrying out the decrees of the Senate. Ooh, yeah. They decide to not go about allotting the land,
0: uh, the public oh, land. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. this is this is essentially what I mean. I dare say that the whole Cassius issue, as you probably would have guessed if you listened to our previous um, episode, it wasn't just about the land. It was also about who's more popular, how they're getting that popularity, etc. It's never just about the land, no, It's it? was really about the power. Um... But the land was the excuse, and, and and there definitely were feelings about the land as well. But I, I think that was partly an excuse with the whole with Cassius personally. But the land is still an issue. Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean both sides feel quite strongly about the land, obviously for different reasons. And yeah, so we're talking about the, the, that that age-old divide now, that classic trope that we've been going on and on about. The divide between the patricians and the plebeians as they peddle it out over who's going to have the land. Yes, well,
1: I mean and the patricians are obviously in the um, best position because they have most of the land. Yeah. So they're quite excited. They're like, You
0: know, wealthy powerful. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: and if there's anything that we know that an aristocracy enjoys it's retaining power for themselves. Exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> heaven for that the
1: plebeians should stand up and, and say reminding themselves that they are pretty special because <laughs> the plebeians are suffering over in the one of them. <laughs> Guys, we got the land and we're special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Philippines are like, I'd really just like to have some land, please. Because <laughs> then I could get, you know, food. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, but it's becoming an increasing issue. So... Um, Fabius and Cornelius, these consuls, yes. have decided that it's not their duty to carry out this degree of reallotment of yes. the public land. Yep. Uh, it's actually their position to appoint the decimvirs, the, the group of ten, Ooh. who is going to set up the boundaries and stuff like this. Interesting. Um, and to see who, what should be distributed and whom it should be
0: distributed to. And this is the first time we've seen like this whole idea of a... You know, special ten men who are going to be set up to carry out. They're like so. They're like our job is to appoint some
1: bureaucrats who will look (laughs) further into this. (laughs) Yeah, essentially, (laughs) and they continue to have meetings because there's obviously. uh, turbulence, not just in the city, but also in the broader area. Rome doesn't have many friends right now.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. When uh, is it ever?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and there seems to be this really prevalent um, understanding from the patrician perspective that more foreign wars are a good way to divert the ple- the plebeians from this issue of
0: land re Classic re-alignment. strategy of distraction, and it's proved very successful in the last, let's be honest. Yeah,
1: except, of course, the poor don't come forward to enlist. Ah, uh, power play, I like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. They <laughs> were like, um, like, why would we? Yeah. Uh, and the consuls uh, are sort of not able to make people comply yeah. in this sense. And they are but two men.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, so who's the enemy that they're that they're thinking of sending them against?
1: Um, they're interested mostly in the Volsky, yeah, um,
0: but also the Etruscans at this point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering. I see. It's always a bit hard sometimes to make our accounts fit together. Hmm. <laughs> they're not peas in a pot all the time. My account does mention. Um, a, a particular campaign against um, the Volscians and the Aquians, actually. So I'm yes. not sure if it's the same. Is oh, it the same? Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Some, there's some of that coming up. I mean, okay.
1: and the trouble I think from for our source perspective yes. is that you and I are reading things where Dionysius of Halicarnassus is going into lots and lots of detail. Yes. And Livy at the moment is fairly sparse. He is and the actually... cliff notes
0: <laughs> of his own country's history. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, the summary of the yeah. summary. <laughs> That's right. And, And unfortunately, I mean, for the next – I mean, for me, for the next sort of 20 pages, I have various (laughs) incursions against the Volsky, the Aquians, the Etruscans, and they're all – it's one after the other, successively, this ongoing back and forward, and I'm not sure – whether my example coming up is going to be in any way representative of the, the everyone, one that you have. The one, coming, one example I'm like I'm the one to one that you're going.
0: Have. I know something. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> they're not happy. Okay, well, I guess all I can contribute at this point in time in that case is that. Um, Livy notes that the plebeian anger, which had been aroused against Cassius, didn't last long. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, the consuls apparently
1: start to peddle this idea that perhaps Appius Claudius would have to be made dictator oh, to overcome the difficulty <laughs> of this situation if the plebeians are unwilling to enlist
0: themselves and volunteer. Yeah, well, I think I think as far as I can tell, Livy's telling, Livy is recording that the plebeians quickly realize once cassius is dead as they tend to do they tend to work themselves up into a frenzy and then it very quickly peters out <laughs> and they realize ooh, that probably wasn't the smartest move to make um and they start going they start going after this whole agrarian law again as in you know we really do want that even though we don't want cassius so what say you patricians And uh, the patricians are like <laughs> how about no-ski? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yes. So, I mean, we end up in this situation where the patricians are like, how about some wars? And the plebeians, like, really don't want to because they're not happy with you right now because you're not looking after it. Yes. And they're like, we will send the guy that hates you most and put him in as dictator. How about that? And everyone's like, okay, (laughs) I'm enlisting. I'm enlisting. I'm signing up for the army. If I do it one more time, hopefully we'll get it through. I wonder if Appius Claudius ever got tired of playing the bad guy. I don't don't (laughs) think so. I think you really relish it. And so we get to this point where the armies have been enrolled. Everybody's signed up. Woo, we've got all the numbers. Um, The consuls take command and lead out against the foes. woo Woo! Um, so, so Servius Cornelius goes to invade the territory of Vei. Okay. So Etruscan area. yeah, Um and you know, goes and collects all the booty and stuff. Yep. Um, and so forth and so on. And I mean it's it's becoming I mean I could yeah. go into more detail, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, we, we, I, yeah, yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point we just need to. The just,
0: Romans <laughs> want they get
1: some booty. <laughs> you know, they come to yeah. a truce, etc. etc. Yeah, there's yeah. some booty, there's some prisoner exchange. Yeah. The usual. Yes. Um, Quintus Fabius, on the other hand, marches into the country of the Aquians. Yeah, yeah. So they're in sort of the northwest. Yeah. Um, or the northeast, I think it might be actually. Um, so heading over into the Apennines and and then also sort of swings around to the Volscians towards the right. south. Okay. Um, as well, and the Volscians are like sure, and they just sort of retreat back a little bit and they let their lands <laughs> be plundered. Uh,
0: always a good strategy with the Romans because then the Romans you know. get sick of it and they get bored quickly and they go, home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: then they see the size of the Roman force and right. even though Rome's managed to enroll themselves in an army, maybe it's not, not quite as largest. large as usual. Yeah, okay,
0: they're starting to feel a bit more confident in themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're like, that's
0: His Rome. isn't actually as big as I thought it was going to be.
1: Hey, look at the Romans pondering their land
0: and they're like, you know what,
1: that army is smaller than last year's army. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I reckon we can take them on. Yeah, and apparently they conceive of a contempt for the Romans. Well. Oh, yes. Oh, well, that is mm-hmm. daring. <laughs> and they set out from their territory at Antium yep. um, to go and rescue their lands. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this will be great. We'll just surprise the Romans. <laughs> they're not going to be ready for that one. I love it. <laughs> uh, and they also decide that they're going to be quite Um, – they're going to try and be more sophisticated about this. Okay. So – they wait until they encounter the Roman army. And then they put on the high heels and whip
0: out the clutch purse. Nice.
1: And then, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. But instead, what they do is they decide to uh, retreat once they're seen. Okay. Careful, careful. Being very coy. Yeah,
0: let's retreat back. Let me guess. They throw a careful glance over their shoulder, flip their hair. They're like... Roman <laughs> I see you and We haven't I'm... seen each other for such a long time and Oh my, how you've changed
1: <laughs> Pretty much yeah. Most of them go back to the city And they're like, so serious But a small group of them retreat.
0: <laughs> I know, it sounds like ridiculous But, uh, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, this is Sorry, what no, Dionysus is of Halicadasis is telling this me This is classic, yeah
1: <laughs> A small group of them go uh-huh. up uh, to the top of the hill and, and they like remain, there, remain there for the following night. And they're okay. like, you know, that's that's chill here. Uh, <laughs> chill on the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so obviously the Romans are encouraged to, like, surround that hill entirely, so there's no way down. Yep. Um, and the consul's like, yes, let's, let's surround them, it'll be great. <laughs> and the Volscians are compelled by hunger after a few days. Yeah.
0: So, um, oh, these are the Volskians, of the a Yeah, yeah, are right, sorry. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're compelled by hunger to surrender. And oh. <laughs> I, I was going to lead to something
0: more exciting. <laughs> I know, but, you
1: know, it's the Volskys just sort of playing around with some coy tactics, which I think are <laughs> going to become important later on. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And, <laughs> and it, there's this interesting, just this one line offhand comment that the consul, uh, after ordering the quaestors to sell the booty he had found, mm. um, brought the money back to the city. And I was like, oh, we have, we have real quaestors now. Like... Quaestors who do stuff with money now, right? I was okay, like, okay. of Helicinus has never mentioned these properly before, really.
0: Because the last time we were talking about quaestors, I think I actually talked about them last time mm. when we were discussing how they had a slightly different role, because in Spurius Cassius's trial, of yeah, sorts, they're like specially appointed to Kwaistors. investigate, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quaestor paracitiy.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Who have this jurisdiction over particular cases of. Killing, yeah. And yeah. they need to look into, uh, which is a very different thing from what
0: quaestors usually do, which is basically uh, glorified accountants. Yeah. <laughs> so we're seeing more a return to that idea of quaestor as treasurer-ish. Yeah, person. like just slip it in there. Okay, that makes sense because in, in Livy yeah. I do have this mention that when the Romans set out against the Volsky and the aquii they... Try and them remarkably quickly in Livy's account, of course. There's no <laughs> details whatsoever. Um, the patricians take all of the booty and deposit it in the treasury. Mm, that is interesting. Yeah, mm. and, and Hello, this, this is what really ticks off the plebeians. They are furious that all of the booty has gone to the treasury, um, and that because then they're never going to see it cut, really. Yeah, I think exactly. That's yeah, concern, that, that, sure. like, exactly as you say. That um, that the consul had, yeah. Basically, he basically sells off all the goods and then puts the money in the treasury. Like, and that's what what gets them really worked up after slightly settling down, <laughs> within, during the whole campaign. So I wonder if this is the same thing we're talking about. Yeah, I don't have quite any specific possibly. mention. Of the
1: quaestors. but yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's just talked about as the money is brought back to the city, which is interesting. Yeah, and I wonder if this is a method that the patricians might be deploying, so they don't have to distribute it
0: to the allies. Well, the fact that they seem to go through this process of selling it, then like like they sell the booty, sell it, then then they it. take the money, yes, <laughs> and keep the money for mm. themselves in the treasury
1: interesting
0: mm, sly dealings sly dealings <laughs> what do you think they're up to I so you wonder. reckon that if, the, if it was in the form if it was some other form that they'd have to give a cut to their allies and therefore it might be like I don't know, is this like some sort of ang- well? It's, I mean,
1: it it? <laughs> oh, well, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, by selling the booty, yeah. well, one, who are they selling it to?
0: Well, exactly. Who's this buying I'm, the booty? This is what this is my question because I'm like, you're pretty much at war all the time with the people around you. or they're your allies. So who are you selling to? Yeah, um, unless they're selling the booty to the allies, and then keeping the money. It yeah or maybe i wonder if they're selling it like to each other as in yeah i got some cows here you need some cows (laughs) bill yeah yeah i do thanks tom even that's very weird (laughs) it is Mm. this is a very weird situation we've got a mystery on our
1: hands listeners keep a look at the (laughs) treasury yeah i'm gonna keep thinking about this one because i'm yeah it's bad. maybe we'll find some more
0: evidence later on yeah um in brackets, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: certainly not in the things that I've read so far.
0: But it is, it is interesting to note that the quest is going back to... Well, not back to, hmm. but they're going to that role again of the money guys. Yeah, yeah. well, these are different
1: Quaestors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, they're not but the yeah. Quaestors
0: Parakidii. No.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we've got this sort of formal mention of Quaestors doing things. So i was yeah. like, ooh, it's exciting. There's a cursus mm. Adorum. Um, so anyway, this leads me to the end of this year, pretty much. Okay, yeah. Um, and so, and the patricians realize that, you know, it's time for the election of the magistracies again. Yep. We need some new consuls. Yeah. And obviously the plebeians have been pretty annoyed. Yeah. Um, the are. whole Spurious Cassius thing is still very, I mean, it happened this year, everybody's still annoyed.
0: Even though I feel like pointing out to them, you know you had something to do with that, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. The, the plebeians <laughs> sometimes, as they're represented in the patricians, sources <laughs> you me and I think that's probably deliberate but yeah yeah look as yeah keep them, calm. Keep them cool, Sorry keep, to cool to keep cool <laughs> yeah. keep cool yeah um so the patricians
1: want to guard against um fresh disturbances fair enough uh, from yes, the too. they don't want it. any more bribes they don't want any more sort of like you know uh allotments of land being proposed, yes. that don't
0: kind one of one say thing. the word agrarian. Yeah, I don't want, want to hear the word agrarian.
1: <laughs> don't mention or whatever the land. it is in Latin. I don't yeah. want to hear that. <laughs> and they don't want some guy who's a demagogue, a good public speaker who no. can rattle up the crowd no. um, to have the prestige no. of the consulship. They definitely do not. And so they're like, we need to have somebody in the position who at least appears to have some democratic sympathies. But
0: is at heart. But is at One, heart. Of, us. <laughs> yes. One of us. One of us.
1: Yeah. So um, they uh, have a look around and they're like, you know who could be really good for this?
0: Let me guess. A different member of the Fabian family. Yes. Excellent. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let me see if oh, I can preempt you again. Yeah, do it. Was he maybe involved in the whole spurious Cassius affair? He may have been. Oh. i on a <laughs> roll. <room. laughs>
1: so yeah, you know, Caius Fabius, yes, brother of Quintus, mm. current consul. Yes, yes. Um, is sort of set forth as set up by the politicians as like you know a go-to. Yeah, I mean he's democratic in nature. The plebeians have been swayed by him in the past. Yep. Presumably he's a good catch.
0: Yeah, because he was, he was one of these quaestor parakidii types. He was. When Furious Cassius was being investigated with Yes. Him. Yeah, mm. so he has stepped up big time. <laughs> yes, he has. Look at this
1: guy. <laughs> and then we have a guy called Lucius Aemilius. Now
0: that is another Out name. Out of nowhere. Yeah, this is another name that's going to become uber familiar. <laughs> the Aemilii, another clan to watch. For those of you keeping track at home. Yeah, this becomes a really important again <laughs> Very much, yes. Um. Yeah. But this is like the first time that yeah. we've sort of seen one of these. Look, it's going to have to happen eventually that some <laughs> people sneak in because otherwise we've got, what, Publicola, Fabii, Corneliai. <laughs> Who are we talking about here?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. so Lucius Emilius, uh, we're not really sure like where he comes from necessarily. No, no, no. Um, he is given a bit of an ancestry, but again, out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, he's related to the Mamercus group. But Mamercus <laughs> okay. is just like this weird um, ancient Roman name, which everybody's like,
0: meh. Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds murky. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no! Uh, <laughs>
1: you wet it? I there. kill myself. Uh, I'm glad you're yes. here. Uh, <laughs> okay. And so these yeah. two put themselves forward for office. Yeah. Um, the plebeians are like not happy. Um, they get together on the campus Martius, yeah. in the committee, mm-hmm. as is their wont. Um, it, it is uh, the, the committee yeah, the Commedia Centuriata. Um, and they leave because they're like, this is not good. Uh, The Pavilion's leave. Yeah, the (laughs) Pavilion's leave. They're just like, they're like, uh, no. (laughs) Um, And they just kind of walk off. Um, They know their vote's not really going to count anyway. Yeah,
0: and just a refresher for listeners at home, as much as I know you're all super keen on everything, uh, it has been a while since we talked about the Commitia Centuriata. I believe the last time we had an in-depth discussion, Dr. G, was way back in the monarchy. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Allow and I... <laughs> me to take you back to the time of Servius Tullius, the fifth oh. king of Rome. Yeah. He was a pretty good guy, and he's renowned for helping to set up this Comitia Centuriata, mm. which, um, listeners might recall, was meant to seem equal, <laughs> but really that's, wasn't. That's the important part. <laughs> yeah.
1: The appearance of equality. Yeah,
0: everyone goes there to vote as part of their century, but... Servius had set it up in such a way that every century gets a vote, but by the time the poorer people get to vote, they're all in the same century because it's all about how much money you have, how much tax you can contribute, how much you can afford to pay for fancy shiny armor and horses and whatnot. And basically the wealthier people formed particular centuries. And by the time you get down to, say, the fourth century, then they pretty much know which way the vote's going to go. And that means that the wealthy people have voted first and the people further down the scale with their slingshots and what you have you probably don't need to vote because they already know which way the majority is going.
1: Yeah, so yeah. you have these situations where it's like each century represents like the same amount of monetary and property wealth. Exactly. Essentially, so yeah. this means that you've got really small centuries. Yes. In the beginning voting, who are, who super are like wealthy, the yeah. super wealthy? Yeah. Who are like we're just one century, and yeah. it's like five guys over there. What? <laughs> um, and then as it as the as it goes down, obviously the poorest of the poor are all like in the last century. Yeah. So there's heaps of people. And there's heaps of one. people yeah. in that one. And they're all very unsatisfied. Dining room only. They yeah. very rarely get to have a persuading vote because normally (laughs) normally as soon as you hit the halfway point you only need one more vote yeah exactly and and everybody starts like all of your client patron relationships and all of your loyalties and stuff start to kick in and it's really important that you're seen to be voting the right way
0: yes so there's not a lot yeah, of and each vote. century only has the one vote like yeah, everyone so in the century gets to have a say everybody then, has a yeah, vote within yeah. that century but whatever the majority is within that century
1: becomes the single vote
0: <sighs> Yeah, you know, i got to tell you it's not the simplest system I've ever heard politics
1: of. Yeah. <laughs> my friends is complicated <laughs> Um, but Even the important thing Jesus. to know here is, yes. is that the poorest of the poor in the plebeians yeah. rarely ever get a say. No, exactly. they are invited
0: to turn up, and yeah. when they
1: walk away because they're irritated, it means things are not going the way that. Yeah, they would and this like. is the whole
0: thing. It's a, show, it's that show of equality. They've rocked up and gone, you know what, scooby you guys, I'm going home. Yeah. yeah. So they get to be last, and they get to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what a life.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is good times. Now we hit the consulship of what is around about 484 or 482. Yep. uh,
0: Lucius Emilianus and Kaiso Fabius. Nice. What a pairing. I'm loving loving all these familiar elite (laughs) gens having all the power. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And Dionysius gives us this sense that this is a time of um, war throughout the Mediterranean. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of conflict going on, civil
0: and foreign. I still have mention in Livy, (laughs) this very brief mention, of course, that... In their consulship, they've still got this problem of the, the plebs are just at the end of their rope. Clearly, they don't really know what to do, but everyone knows they're angry, and therefore, solution is war! Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Not with each other, like with those guys <laughs> over there. Or maybe those guys over there. Or maybe those guys over there. It
1: feels <laughs> like the Romans have really got themselves stuck into a particular mode of being. It and is they're like, such a rut. It is. Yeah. A, yeah, we are in big rut territory, because uh, we have things like... The wisest leaders are aware that you don't want to stir up the embers at home. what yeah. you want to do is conduct foreign wars. Yeah, um, to ultimately distract people from a civil conflict.
0: Yeah, but I feel like th- I mean it's ugh, as we've seen, it's such a freaking band-aid because
1: well, I wonder yes. if this might be a sign of like a really broader issue perhaps in the whole Mediterranean area, and like are we experiencing like four or five years on of like poor crops? And things yeah. like this. Because if this is happening throughout the Mediterranean, then maybe we've got some bigger issues going on where everybody's like, well, it's better if we can fight somebody else because we're all going to be fighting at home otherwise That's true, that's
0: true. Yeah. I mean this is exactly it. We we have heard mentioned that if you look at certain sites and if you look at say say Rome for example um and Italy in general, you there it does seem that there is a real downturn in, you know, artistic production. History is with good detail. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all, all the sort of fringe, you know, all the, all the things that aren't really, strictly speaking, necessary to basic survival seem to take a bit of a downturn. It seems to be a bit of a black hole. And we can't be sure, of course, as historians, whether that's just because, well, unfortunately, nothing happened to survive from that time, or whether there's just not that as much out there and people are struggling. Yeah, and yeah. I think
1: perhaps there's a combination of the two. Yeah. I mean, there seems to be really clear struggles. But yes. if you're also rallying up all of the people to distract them yeah. from the fact that they don't have anything to eat, for instance, and they yeah. don't have any land, yeah. um, there's some bigger issues going on as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you don't have enough people to farm, um, but do you really have enough people for an army? Running an army is expensive listen, in terms is, of resources. This is
0: what I mean about it being so frustrating to see this right because I get what they're doing, and don't get me wrong, full respect (laughs) it's worked before but how long can you really keep that up if the people who would normally be doing the farming and whatnot are constantly away fighting and they're just getting angrier and unhappier and you're having to bully them more and more to get them to do this ridiculous charade? ah yeah and, and, we'll, and I think we're going to see yeah. start to see it fall
1: apart a little bit yeah just you wait I, I'm, I'm speaking like I don't know it's
0: coming. <laughs> I just realised I'm, I'm really in the moment I'm really getting
1: to. it. like just you wait yeah coming up next yeah. um so the Volskians
0: yeah um
1: turning for a moment um the Romans are like, yeah, you know, foreign wars, that'll be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. We've got some new consuls, let's do it. Yep. And the Volskians themselves are having a similar sort of situation mm, and they're like, I'll bet they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like we can uh, let's uh, make war upon the Romans. Yeah. Um, for reals, again. <laughs> another year, not another pretend, war against the, the Romans. Foam <laughs> <laughs> None <laughs> of that prancing about where we coyly show ourselves and then retreat back to our city. <laughs> uh, Behind our fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I put it to the left, it means...
0: So,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They decide to split their army into two, mm. and they send one against the allies, the Hanusians and the Latins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they keep the other half of their force at home, as a defensive force. Okay. A ploy we rarely see in this period of history. No, Interesting. It is, yeah. Um, the Romans are like, okay, well, we're going to have to go and help our allies, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And ahead. we also need to lay waste to the Volskians. <laughs> is there anything to <laughs> lay
0: waste to is my question, but whatever. Proceed. <laughs> the important thing here is... Yes. Which consul goes with which army? True. Are we going to have one staying at home or one going one direction, one going another direction?
1: Well, so we're going to have Fabius. Yeah. He is going to head over to the Latin and territory.
0: Right, So he's right. going to be yep. like, help, I the, allies. help yep. the allies. Help
1: the allies. Sending the support. Lucius, Aemilius, on the other hand, is mm. heading towards Antium to mm, the Volscii.
0: taking the war to them, I yeah, see. Yeah, Okay, yep. And
1: apparently, and Dionysius of Halicarnassus sort of misses a moment here or decides it's not worthwhile, or maybe his own sources are like lacking, <laughs> but he just says that Lucius Milianus encourages the troops at length. We don't get a speech. Oh, wow. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he orders the trumpets. Ooh,
0: I feel a little faint.
1: <laughs> I know. It's all over in, like, one sentence. Rousing the troops trumpets let's do this and
0: I'm like Whoa. I feel like Livy you and I Dionysius we're all getting a little over it
1: <laughs> maybe maybe and I'm like does it? Is it, he's just like you know this is not worthwhile This, or maybe this is a sign that this is a character who we don't really need to care about uh, could be Yes, it could be. I wonder. Mm. Um, but in any case, we don't get a speech. They okay. just get straight into it. Yep. And the important thing from Dionysius' perspective yes. is that the Volscii and the Romans, at this point in their histories, both have very similar fighting styles.
0: Well, that would make sense. They are. neighbors <laughs> <laughs> They've been fighting each other for yeah. generations at this
1: point. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it never ends. Um so neither of them has a real
0: military advantage. Mmm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Guess the Romans are awesome. I think we're forgetting that.
1: <laughs> oh, just you way. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um.
1: So the Volskians start up this tactic again. Yeah. Where they are like I'm coming out and like I'm going to retire a little bit. I hope they dress nice. <laughs> I raise my petticoat, That's right. yeah. and sure. I inch I backwards. Ankle, yeah. is that a gilded sandal? I say? <laughs> That's an interesting spear you have. I've got one just like it in my tent. <laughs> Come closer, young Roman. Um, so, but they keep their order and rank, and and the Romans are kind of like, okay, well, you know, if you're going to slowly withdraw, I guess we're going to slowly advance, <laughs> um, as you do, uh, and then. They uh, kind of get a little bit carried away. Hi. Mm, um, yeah. So the Volscians get closer to their camp and they yeah. sort of start to run a bit faster. Right. Yeah. And the Romans uh, start to, you know, chase up a little bit faster as well. Yeah. And this means that the backguard of the Roman army um, reaches uh, where there are some enemies who have been, you know, dead, killed, whatever. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah there's been some, and they start to plunder because they're like, you know what? We might as well. Are you going to say they're White Walkers and they've actually risen <laughs> up? <laughs> no, no. They're no. like, you know what? You know, I, we can see what's happening, and those guys are retreating a bit. We're moving forward a bit. It's time to do some plunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the Volskins, however, have uh, done a bit of a about face at this point okay. and decided to stand their ground. Um, right. while the backguard of the Roman army is distracted. And they've also left the gates of the camp open a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: now a whole bunch of people run out of the camp. I see. Okay, yeah. very sneaky volk yeah. Yes. Yeah. And perhaps a bit undisciplined on the Romans' part to start doing the plunder of the yeah, bodies before, and stuff you before you really yeah, before you really kill the guys. But yeah. the Volskins seem to be moving so slowly that nobody really thinks that they're actually doing up to, something. Up to yeah. anything. They're like, well, they're retreating back to their camp. I suppose it's time to collect the bodies. So get like a moral lesson in yeah. here somewhere.
0: <laughs> Yes. Here, many brave Romans lost their lives. Well, mm. I never. It's, you know, I feel like it's actually been a while since we've got any indication that the Romans aren't pretty much kicking us whenever they choose.
1: Yeah. And yeah. This, this turns into a real defeat. Really?
0: Yes. Wow. I can't yeah. believe.
1: Um, so people are busy despoiling the dead and plundering and
0: stuff. And now they get killed by the yeah. Volscii. Um, it's so not, I, again, I could be in the wrong year, but sorry, I'm just in shock because Livy does not really give me any indication that that there's any sort of defeat or anything happening. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just like in shock.
1: <laughs> I, I think this is, like, th- to me, this is a really interesting part of the narrative because it's so out of keeping with the way that the Romans have been represented. Yes.
0: In, by Dionysius up until this point. Well, and they, just, they just seem to be getting stronger and stronger. I mean, look, obviously, yes. don't get me wrong, I get that Livy has a vested interest in making sure that the Romans look good at all times. But, yeah, you know, he has recorded some... Yeah, he's recorded defeats before. Mm. And he will again. <laughs> but there will be more defeats. There will be more. Just you, win, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we have this sort of moment where I'm like, this was, to me, a really interesting read because all of a sudden it's almost as if roman morale has just dropped wi- right by the wayside yeah definitely. the discipline has gone they're essentially saved by the onset of a thunderstorm uh weather. wow <laughs> wow a thick mist arises you know you're at a low point when weather has to save you <laughs> and uh so amelius eventually breaks camp leads his army away yeah um to try and get away from the enemy while under the cover of this thunderstorm in the thick mist. Yeah. And then he encamps near a town called Longula. Okay. Uh, which is just north of Antium. So they've retreated towards Rome. Yeah. Um, but they're still in Volscian territory. And he sort of sits there and, you know, fixes up the wounded and stuff um, and speaks words of encouragement to them. And I was like, dude...
0: Yeah, what other words? <laughs> there are no words. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: no, we're not giving a speech for that one either. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, and the Volscians are kind of like, oh, wow, well, that's that, that's quite interesting, isn't it? <laughs> um, they retire back to Aertium. Uh, They're like, that'll uh, be
0: <laughs> good yeah.
1: for us. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Score one, finally. And they sing songs of triumph. Nah. Yeah. Do we have the songs? No, Dionysius written the musical score. <laughs> no. I wish. They offer sacrifices in their temple. Dionysius, you are slacking off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they decide that they really should pursue the Romans to Longvilla right. um, and deal with that as well. Okay. Um, so this is kind of where things go a little bit wrong. Um, they, they head towards the Romans and they're like, okay. And they get there. And the Roman army seems to still be suffering from this sort of demoralized state. Yeah. Um, and eventually it comes down to the Triarii um, to come out and save the Roman army. And I was like, the Triarii? I, don't, I was going to say, have we mentioned these guys before? <laughs> Never. No. Okay, no. please. Uh, but the Triarii are pretty important. Yeah, um, yeah. They're the oldest and wealthiest men in the legions. Ooh. They're like the veterans. Nice. So these are the ones who have worked their way up the ranks of the infantry, essentially. Yeah. Um, and they've made money being in the army. And so these aren't people who were necessarily born into wealth? Yeah, look, they're going to be plebeians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they've, they've made something of themselves within the army structure. Interesting. Yeah. So they can afford good quality equipment. And they're called the triarii because their place is usually as the third in the infantry right, line. Okay, yeah, yeah, And it's usually the case that they don't have to fight.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Um, they're often given a defensive position, so they're yep. often the ones left guarding the camp. Yeah. While the young boys go out and kill people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case you're unaware of military tactics, and if you are, shame on you. <laughs> the Romans at this stage tend to have this system which requires, you know, like, sort of send forth fresh troops in the front line, and then after they fought for a little while, they'll go back and the next line will come up. But yeah, hopefully... Hopefully you don't get all the way through all of your troops. Yeah, the yeah. idea
1: is that you don't, because yeah. obviously you start off with all of your um, projectile weaponry first. Yes. So slings, arrows, spears, javelins. Yeah. That's supposed to take out a good lot of people. All your Olympic equipment. <laughs> <laughs> the discus, but javelin. Uh, <laughs> if only, but maybe. Um, the rhythmic but... gymnast. <laughs> <We're lying>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the balls, guys. Watch out for the ribbon. (laughs) Um, So you have all of your projectile weaponry. Yes. Um, You send in infantry forces, but you usually try to support them with the cavalry. Yes. So the cavalry is doing the bulk of, like, trying to run people down for you because obviously your infantry are your most exposed. Yes. um, And least able to uh, defend themselves on some level. So you kind of want to protect them where you can. Mm. Um, But the triarii are the last line of that infantry. Yeah. And usually they're... To, to be a triarii, not only have you done well in your career in the military, so you've lived.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Boy, so, have you lived.
1: Boy, have you lived. Yeah. And the things I've seen, boy. <laughs> uh, and you've you've lived in the army. Um, you've survived every battle you've been in so far. Yeah. You're a veteran. You've earned money. Mm. You've had a lot of booty and plunder. Um, you know what you're doing. And you're basically um, going to sit back and just you know, you're a professional.
0: If it comes at you, it comes at you. Um, Do you feel like this is one of the things that, um, I mean, obviously it's early days, so this is hardly like the norm type situation or anything, but do you think this is one of the things that is inherently appealing about Rome? The fact that there are these little avenues that will grow more and more, I think, for people to climb ranks. It's always going to be rare, but there's still those avenues that you can make something of yourself.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, so I mean, there is room for glory for any Roman citizen. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. There are there are various paths to virtus.
0: Yeah, Um This is why they're so keen in taking their togas off and showing everyone their scars. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, and even though what we're dealing with in our written sources
1: is a really top-down history that's coming yes. from an from yeah. yeah from an elite perspective, writing about um, elite issues and often. Um, giving primacy to the elite position Yes. Um, within that. You really have to read between the lines to feel any sympathy for the plebeians. Yes, definitely. Um, you do get stories like this where it's like, oh, the triarii, they've been there all along. Yeah. You know. Um, quietly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quietly just... doing their work, um, quietly doing the business. You don't know what side they're politically on. No. But these are the guys who, when trouble really happens in a battle, are the go-to guys yeah yeah Um, I'm sorry that was a bit bit of a (laughs) tangent I I just wanted to know more about these people these mysterious shady people yeah so they're the oldest soldiers this usually means they're in their 30s (laughs) (laughs) well
0: yeah, if that isn't a kick in the teeth, I don't know what is. <laughs> so that should tell you something. I'm yeah, like, these men are on the brink of death, everybody. Have you seen a 30-year-old man in ancient Rome? Yeah. Goodness me. Well, especially one who's spent most of his life in the army. I can, just, I can only imagine just yeah. one long scar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, it's that sense of the craftiness yes. of being a, a veteran fighter where it's like, look, we'll send the young ones out first because they're very keen. Yeah. Um, but these ones are probably more stoic, more bitter, perhaps. And maybe the ones who have... The most to gain from something like land reallotment as well. True, yeah, and beauty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Volscii retreat mm-hmm. <laughs> to a nearby Stand cave. A now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They retreat, yes, and they apparently have a good chance to defeat the Romans. But unfortunately, um, support arrives for the Roman troops. Right. Yeah. This is where things get good in terms of, like, the broader patrician narrative. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Kaiso Fabius, who's been hanging out with the Allies and supporting them, yeah. um, has learned about the issue that Emilius is facing, and he's like, okay, I'm going to send some troops you know, send them over. But I'm not going to go myself. Yeah. Because it turns out that the auspices are bad for me to come along right. as well. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's I've offered some sacrifices and I've consulted the auspices, but the gods oppose me coming. So I'm going to sit here with the allies... Isn't that just convenient? And I'm going to
0: send some troops from my army because things are looking fine over here at the moment. I feel like there are auspices that tell me that, you know what, my classes don't need me to teach them. (laughs) I don't have to go to work on Monday. I see there's some danger over there. The auspices say no. (laughs) So (laughs) unfortunate because I would have loved to have been in the heart of things, guys. (laughs) Look, I wish I could have made it. Mm. Uh, But you'll be fine. Is there any hint of derision in (laughs) Dionysius or is it coming from me? (laughs) It sounds like very serious, um,
1: but it also sounds to me, very convenient. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he sends his best cohorts. Okay. Um, so that's quite generous of him. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting that he doesn't make the decision to go with his bulk of forces himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, he splits off a group of them and stays back. Mm. That's that's also something a bit I'm watching different this from what guy. we've seen I'm as watching well. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Aemilius is becomes emboldened by the uh, arrival of reinforcements. Yeah. Um, they approach um, the Volsky Eye. Um And they fall upon the enemy, and we get I've highlighted things like swords, stones, javelins, <laughs> spears. It's, <laughs> it's a barrage. It's all, it's all <laughs> happening, guys. Um, the Volskins are hurled back from the hill, lose many of their number and they turn flight and barely get away safely to their
0: own camp. And I think this is where I come in, <laughs> with <laughs> Livy's classic line of. With little loss to themselves, overthrew in battle the Volscians. <laughs> mm. yeah. Nice one, Libby. Nice one. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, there's not much going on there, is there? Although, is it the same one? Maybe not. Maybe it's another conflict <laughs> with the Volscians. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> tough. Yeah. Tough. I mean, the result of all of this yes. for um, Lucius Milianus yes. is that he feels very um, strenuously this idea that he has been defeated. Um, this yes. is not a victory that he can claim for himself. Okay. Um, so.
0: What a humble man. Yeah, mm. yeah.
1: Um, so the time for electing the new magistrates arrives. Yeah. And this is an interesting little um, way in which Dionysius is prefacing the, the struggle in this narrative. Yeah. It's not just a new year, new consuls. The time to elect magistrates has arrived.
0: Yeah. Like, it's this whole new
1: part of, like, we need to discuss what's going on for the next, like, three months. Because yeah, yeah. It's going to get a bit hairy. Um, He stays in his camp. He doesn't want to go back to the city. But Kaiso Fabius um, goes back to Rome. Okay. He leaves his offices in the camp, and he's like, well, you know what? I can head into town. I've got some (laughs) politicking to do. (laughs) 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 Going to hit the election trail? Yeah. Um, And he gets into this situation where the people are assembled for the election, because he can call that sort of assembly. Yeah. And... He declines to propose for the voting those among the ex-consuls on whom the populace wish the consulship to be, dis- be bestowed. Wait, wait, sorry. Kings. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. He declined mm. to propose for the voting mm. those amongst the ex-consuls on whom the populace wish the consulship to be bestowed. Okay, so, so they have a, an assembly where the people get to express their wish.
0: Sure, it's yes. not
1: something where they vote. Yeah, but they they say these are the people that we'd like to have.
0: This is how I'm feeling. Yeah, I is, hope you take it on board.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm into yeah. right now. This is this is the mood of the crowd. Yeah
0: like someone with, you know, sort of weird directional hair, rich jeans, acid wash. I'm looking for
1: a man who's scars, particularly on his chest area.
0: Yeah, not on the back of course. Only <laughs> really
1: on the front. Yeah. I want them where I can see them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and he basically responds to that assembly and says, yeah. "I I understand what you're asking of me, but I'm not going to do it." But I'm not interested in any of those candidates. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
0: I feel like there's so much interesting stuff here. Because um, we, are, we are getting, we've kind of mentioned this in the last few episodes, we are getting more of a back catalogue of previous consuls now that we're getting further into it. So there actually is a chance that someone would be very much so elected and have served in the position before.
1: Yeah, yeah. so,
0: you know, people can have a preference. Um, I can see the plebeians
1: being like, not Appius Claudius.
0: Yeah. Well, for instance. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. That goes but that we same. do. But we do like this other guy. I don't really see what he's got to gain here. This is the thing. I mean, apart from, if he's got someone else in mind, that, you know, this particular that hasn't been console before.
1: It seems. It seems a weird thing
0: to say. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure what to make of it. To it be just honest. seems needlessly aggressive, <laughs> antagonistic. I suppose is what I'm looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems that from his perspective, this is partly about the fact that these. People that the populace wish, and they're not named, are people that haven't volunteered, haven't put themselves forward themselves. Okay. So the people are like, we want these people, and he's like, those people aren't even up for the vote, guys. Right. Yeah. Which may be part of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he also calls upon the centuries. So we're in this new comitia um, to take some votes in favor of who they would seek in office. Right. And since we're in the comitia and it's the centuri. Um, It's going to be coming from the top down. Of course, yeah. So then we get the selection of candidates from the Senate Mm -hmm. um, and who they want. And they turn out to be people who are not very acceptable to the plebeians. Mm. No surprises there. (laughs) (laughs) After after having a year where they're just like, let's put somebody in which we think they're going to like to try and avoid them. yeah patricians the yeah. have really gone back to, oh, no, we're just well, going to have... they've had that, yeah. We gave them that, and now we're just going to
0: put somebody else in that we like. It's not like they were voting in, like, Mr. People, Man of the Year. Like, they were still patricians. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, they're all
1: patricians at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have any choice.
0: No. Really.
1: Um, But, yeah, so we've got uh, this conflict that seems to be playing out, but in a really sort of weird way that we haven't seen before, at least not in a way that Dinus has ever expressed before. Yeah. Um, And it might be at this point um, where it might be a good point to end this episode, actually, Mm. before we delve into this next... The elections facing us. Yeah, we're at the cusp of an election. Who
0: will be the consul for the next year? Good question, indeed. Well, in that case, Dr. G, I'm going to say it's time for... The Partial Pick. Ooh, the Partial Pick. yeah. We should have a sound effect for that. I know, I think we should next time. Next time. Ah, ah, <laughs> it's an eagle, in case yeah. you can't tell. Because we're raising <laughs> that <out> of ten <laughs> golden eagles for each category. So, Dr. G, what's our first category to consider? Ooh. I don't even know if I have a pen where I can add things up anymore. That's right. right I'll do it mentally. Oh, I can do it good. mentally.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first category out of ten eagles, military
0: clout. Well, for the first time in a long time, the Romans actually have a defeat on the board. Oh, they sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then again, they do seemingly have some success as well. It's not all bad.
1: Mm, Yeah, but it feels like this is more of
0: a moral, a blow to morale. True. More than other defeats. So are you feeling like full? <laughs> or are you feeling uh, like, ooh. Or, or is it even? Yeah. Even. Look, let's put it on the evens, on the balance. Yeah. Okay. So five. Yeah. Five. All right. Congratulations, Rome. You have five golden eagles so far. <laughs> Next up, we've got diplomacy. Oh, well, shocking, shocking yeah, the, diplomacy. Oh, let's face it, this is never the Roman strong suit, really. Giving them a complete zero there. Really?
1: Oh, well, I suppose they supported their allies. Yeah, I was going to say. The yeah, come I was going to say. I
0: feel like they deserve, like, it counts at least for like a, a three or something. A three, okay. Well, <laughs> You're just bouncing all over the place. I can't even keep up with you. All right, so a three. All right. I feel like I'm being pretty generous today. Yeah, no, I think that's good. All right. Then what have we got? Expansion Nice Except that there is no expansion No they don't expand at all No That's a zero (laughs) That's a hard zero
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough one Wirtus Wow I mean I guess it depends on who we're talking about I feel like with the triaria in there And the paths to Wirtus that are open to people
0: Mm. I think like there's something. There's got to be something on the board.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, it's certainly not happening in politics, but maybe knowing more about what's happening inside the structure of the army. Yeah, it's quite worthwhile here.
0: And again, like the ally thing. I mean, you know, I know it's like the basic level of decency to go and support your allies, but. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, yes. Even if you don't go yourself, I suppose sending your best cohorts is a nice idea. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like there's going to be something for that. So what do you reckon? Like a, a three? <laughs> <laughs> Too much?
1: Oh, no. That sounds fine that to sounds me. Fine. Yeah, okay. yeah right, I, I concur.
0: All right. Good. And
1: Finally. The citizen score. Oh. How nice is it to be a citizen in Rome right now? Not good. No, not particularly. No. Yeah. I I actually feel like it's almost a zero. Am I being too harsh? No, I mean, the Senate just keeps knocking back the land allotment and just uh, sending out bureaucrats to complicate the process. I mean, it's... Hardly useful to be a citizen right now if you are starving no. or you need land. No, or you don't want to go to war. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: you're not interested. I mean, they find ways to make you interested, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So, a zero? A zero. That means we've got only 11 golden <laughs> eagles on the board today. Out of a possible 50 golden eagles. Yeesh, oh. you're killing me. That is a I fail big time. I don't think... I think there's only been one episode so far where we've made it over the (laughs) 25. the 25. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, look, we haven't hit the glory days yet. Well, exactly. You never know what's going to happen next time, listeners, so please tune in next time to another episode of The Partial Historian. We will see you there.